0: In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on LinkedIn.com/slash recommend today. This
1: episode is brought to you by Carvana. Let's say you need a new car. Well, a new used car. Uh now this is my groove car. A U car. Now, what if you could seal the deal and order it to your door 100% online? Buyer's remorse, no such thing. Take a week to love it or return it. Sound good? Carvana, they'll drive you happy. Availability may vary by market. Visit carvana.com or download the app. This episode is brought to you by
0: Peloton. This year, Peloton is gifting you their best offer of the season. Get up to $300 off accessories like cycling shoes, a heart rate monitor, and more when you purchase a Peloton bike, bike Plus, or tread. Whether you have 10 minutes to spare for a strength class or 30 for a cycling class, there's a workout that works for you. To learn more, visit OnePeloton.com. All access membership separate. Offer starts November 14th and ends November 28th. Cannot be combined with other offers. See additional terms at OnePeloton.com. Yeah, there should be some passion. This doesn't have to be boring, boring, boring.
2: You guys Okay, one thing nice. the
1: game needs is more people like
2: you, you, you. You still
1: have pro men run around tight pants.
3: It's Mookie Betts. It's Daniel Bard. It's Steve Aoki. Here's Lamakia. This is Brock Holt. Hey, this is John Lester. Baseball. Baseball. Baseball isn't boring.
2: Welcome to Baseball Isn't Boring. Here's your host, Rob Bradford baseball isn't boring. You know how I know? Well, another middle-of-the-night, enormous contract. Big doings in Major League Baseball, in case you missed it. Carlos Correa. Yep, Carlos Correa, the latest huge, huge free agent to sign a 13-year, $350 million deal with, drumroll please, the San Francisco Giants. Yep, the team that was ready to spend all that money on Aaron Judge, and decides to spend it on Carlos Correa after not getting Aaron Judge. Oh my goodness. What did Toy Lovello tell Baseball's in Boring just two days ago? We uh, don't have the same payroll. Let's
1: embrace it. And let's let's go out there and show people how good we can be by being prepared, by winning the inch and not backing down from anybody. We've had some young teams that have gone into some big situations and just got to overrun a little bit. I think when you have the type of team that the Dodgers do and the Padres do, if you don't go in there knowing that you're walking and standing as tall as you possibly can, they, they just overwhelm you. We fell victim of that in, in maybe 2021, but 2022, we had a totally different cast of characters. And I talked about that a lot last year. We are who we are. We're not a big market team. We're not going to go out there, but we create from within. The opportunity is here. These we're, we're the boys that can go out there and do it together. And we fight together and pull on the same rope together every single day. Special things can happen. And I will continue to talk about that. And we embrace it. We embrace the challenge of playing inside of the NL West with a $100 million dollar payroll compared to a $300 million payroll. Go ahead and buy your team. We're going to find a way to slug it out with you.
2: Well, dig in. There is no team now that I want to see win more than the Arizona Diamondbacks. Why? Because look at what the National League West has become. You have Carlos Correa, fourth largest contract in Major League Baseball history. All right, fourth largest contract in Major League Baseball history. That's the San Francisco Giants with Carlos Correa to play shortstop for them for the next 13 years. And obviously you have the Dodgers, the big bad Dodgers. Then you have—I don't know if you know this—the San Diego Padres spend money. The San Diego Padres collect stars, and that's exactly what they did once again. Xander Bogarts is their shortstop. He went to San Diego Padres on an eleven-year, two hundred eighty million dollar deal. I mean, the National League West is kooky. It's kooky, and I love the fact that Tor Lavello says he gets in the—he gave us the preview of getting in the room with his team and saying, hey, here you go. Let's go. Let's do it. Let them buy the teams. We'll, pay the, we'll play on the diamond. We'll slug it out. Well, you know, again, we're pulling for them, but, you know, it's going to be tough. And why we know it's going to be tough, because this, these National League West teams, they're just jockeying for positions in terms of the Giants, the Padres, the Dodgers. Now, the Dodgers, to date, haven't done a whole bunch, but still, they're the Dodgers still, they have a big payroll, and they have a ton of good players. Well, we know what the Padres did with, with Bogarts. We know what the Padres have done. And now we have the Giants. The Giants have said enough is enough. The Giants, before they got Correa, they got Mitch Haniger, you know, perceived as one of the better free agents outfielders on the market. They got two pitchers who are solid, solid pitchers, solid free agent pitchers. Sean Maniah and Ross Stripling. Giants got both those guys. And now they get Correa. So you obviously have Brandon Crawford, their shortstop, the Giants shortstop. Probably have to move to third base. He's never played there before, but so be it. You got Carlos Correa. Carlos Correa, is this worth it? This is what I want to do. So we were going to do here at the Baseballs and Boring podcast. We got a lot of stuff coming up. We have new Phillies pitcher, Matt Strom, taping a little bit later in the day. We got uh, betting isn't boring probably at the end of the week. We have Brian Bannister, uh, also of the Giants. He's coming on a little bit later. But, and, and I was going to drop an episode, we, we talked to Adam Jones, we talked to Mark DeRosa, trying to get people riled up about the WBC, and, and maybe we'll do that in a little bit. But when this sort of news happens, we have to react to it. Even if it's just, just us. It's The baseball isn't boring family is reacting to it. So I, I got a couple of questions for people I would, I would pose. And go to the at BB isn't boring Twitter account, perhaps, or Instagram account to, to react to this. Because it's time to react, right? This is where we are in the offseason. You have another shortstop. You've Now you've had Turner, 11 years with the Phillies. You have Bogarts, 11 years with the Padres. And now you have Correa, 13 years with the Giants. So now there's only one left. One left. One of the big four. That Dansby Swanson. And Dansby Swanson's probably sitting pretty pretty. Pretty pretty. Absolutely pretty pretty. You have the Twins who need a shortstop. So the Twins actually, evidently, according to John Heyman, came in with a higher AAV. Higher annual value in their presentation. I think it was at only at 10 years though. So they came in a higher presentation for Carlos Correa. They still need a shortstop. So Swanson's there. The Cubs, they still need a shortstop. The Red Sox, they still need a shortstop. Perhaps the Braves. Perhaps the Dodgers. <laughs> There's teams out there that still need a impactful bat first. Shortstop. That's where Dansby Swanson is sitting. Good for him. You know, musical chairs. We talk about the musical chairs. Well, as it turns out, there's going to be more chairs as the music continues. We'll have extra chairs because these guys have signed and there's still teams needing a shortstop. That's the way it seems anyway. All right. Go back to Corant. So, again, I want you to react on our socials because I want you to react to say, was this worth it? Was this a good move? You have the annual value, which, you know, is obviously he took, Correa took a deal that was lower in annual value. It was 26.292 million. So, just under 27 million per year. So, that's outside the top 25 in MLB history. But, I don't know if you know this, he's got 13 years. 13 years, and that's what they're doing. That's what a lot of these players are doing. Say, hey, just I'm all right with getting you know 2 or $3 million less a year if, well, as long as I'm get, going th- 13 years. I mean, this is a guy in his late 20s. So all these contracts are going to land these guys, so far these three shortstops, into their 40s. And I mean that's crazy. That's crazy, and they're not going. Teams aren't worrying about it. That they are not worrying about it. They know this is the cost of doing business, and, and maybe some of these teams get caught. But you know, if you want the guy, you're going to have to do this. That became clear, I think, especially once Bogarts signed the deal. So it's going to be really interesting. Is this worth it for the to go Giants? Carlos Correa was obviously he's a really really good player last year he bet on himself 35 million dollars with the of twins Ops out of that deal and he could have done it for two more years if he wanted but now he's like yeah no i'm good i got my 35 now i'm gonna get my 13 years and that's exactly what he did and that's coming off a year where it wasn't so great i mean in fairness Correa's season was really, really painted by a slow start and an injury. And when he came back from an injury, he was really good. He, he was he was really good. I mean, he became the player once again that everyone thought he was going to be. So, the fact is, is that Carlos Correa is an elite player. Carlos Correa is the type of player is a type of player you can stick in the middle of the order at a premier position. Defensively, he's really good. You know, maybe not as good as Swanson, but still really, really good. And the Giants got a good player. But what is happening, man? Like, what is happening with these contracts? It is nuts. And so now you look at all these players who are free agents next year. This is not going away. When we, I have to ask, you know, ask everybody. You know, when you went into this offseason, did you think that these deals, this, this is where we were land. We had the fun game of figuring, okay, where are they going to land? Where are these players, where are these shortstops going to end up? What are they going to get? Well, here we are. We knew that Philly's okay. Philly's Turner may be a little predictable. Padres, Bogarts, definitely not predictable. Giants, Correa, I don't think people identify the Giants as the the, the lead team and where people thought the Correa was going to go. But that's where he went, He'll, and, and I, how much of this is, is the Giants basically saying, hey, we missed out on Judge, we get this money to spend, we need a premier player, we need a, a uh, game-changing player? I don't know. I mean, But to their credit, they went into the offseason, and they said, we have to do something, we have to do something to keep up. They have a great fan base, they have a great park, all that. So, why not? Why not? That is, I'll say it again, it is the cost of doing business. But now you turn to Swanson, and is Swanson worth it? We had Mark Bowman on, and I want to play a little bit about what Mark Bowman said, which I found pretty interesting, about whether or not Dinsby Swanson would wilt in a big market, wilt under the spotlight of signing a big contract, or... Would he thrive? This is what this is what Mark Bowman MLB.com, Atlanta Braves writer said about Dansby Swanson. You've seen this guy play a ton. What is your take on him? Like, where does he fit in terms of if a team gets him? Because if a team gets him, right, that they're going to expect, they're going to pay a lot of money for him, they're going to expect a lot, and the, great, with great power comes with great responsibility. Can he handle
3: that sort of responsibility? Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you go all the way back to watch his you know, videos, the big moments at Vanderbilt and the College World Series, College Regionals, ninth inning, against Indiana one time walk off homer some big at-bats here in the big leagues you know late ninth inning it's not like you go and you you look at close and late stats they don't just like jump off the table at you but it's like you just remember how many big ninth inning moments he's when he had. gets up you think something good's going to happen yeah you're maybe, yeah yeah you, You know he's not phased by the moment. Okay, you know the moment is not going to uh, overwhelm him, and I think he talks a lot about how it was just playing competitive basketball growing up in in, in Atlanta. You know, high school type level. He's good. Yeah, yeah. He's just a great athlete. He's just a first-class guy. That uh, yeah, he he could handle Boston. He can handle New York. He can he can handle them all. He's he is a very
2: intelligent, very. Competitive, uh, uh, just talented individual. All right, it's interesting, right? I mean, Danzy Swanson isn't perceived as a player, as Correa isn't perceived as a player. Really, as Bogarts or Turner? But he's still a pretty good player, man. He's still a pretty good player. So we're gonna see. Now we're getting now we're getting the, the free agents to come off the board. In terms of the other positions. Carlos Rodon, I think, that is, becomes the most interesting guy. You have the Yankees reportedly having made an offer. You have the Giants maybe even on, on Redon still. You know, if you need a top-of-the-rotation guy, you go get Carlos Then I mean, That's the guy who's left. You still have other guys. You still have other guys. You have Michael Walker. You have Nathan Ovaldi. You have some of these other guys. You have Noah Syndergaard. So there's still pitchers to be had. But Carlos Redon, the guy who reportedly is asking for a seven-year deal, he's the one that we turn to now other than Swanson. But the good news is we aren't sitting here in late January and February wondering where Carlos Correa is going, where Zander Bogarts is going, where Trey Turner is going, where Aaron Judge is going. The deals are done. Thank you, Major League Baseball, for speeding things up a little bit, just a little bit. There's still a lot of work to do. There's still a lot of irons in the fire. There's still a lot of deals to get done. But that's the thing I think that people can't lose sight of. That compared to a couple years ago, it was just a couple years ago where the perception was that teams weren't spending money and it was taking teams forever to sign guys. Well, here we are. We're sitting uh, in not even mid-December, or I guess mid-December. And most of the, the premier guys are off the board. That's it. Most That's crazy. I think this takes stock of that. And there was no deadline. Last year, we had, obviously, the lockout made the, the artificial deadline. And you had a lot of guys sign. But this year, no deadline. Yet still guys signing. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. But still, still the, the weird thing is, as you look across, yeah, the big guys are signing. But there is so much team building to be done for all these teams. And it's so interesting to me that the, the offseason, the hot stove, has taken this shape in this form where it's so definitive. The big guys are signing. The big free agents are signing. Yet we have barely seen any trades. You have the T. Oscar Hernandez trade, Hernandez trade Seattle and Toronto, And that was fairly early on. Okay, there's a trade. But we have barely seen any trades. We have the Sean Murphy trade. Okay. But still, not nearly as many trades as teams have have done in terms of going into the free agent market and building their team that way. So I think it's it's very clear cut what's happening here. Is that you're going to define what teams need after these free agent signings. Now you're going to get the trades. And it's been a good off season. I mean, we let's go back to the whole baseballs and boring thing. This is one of the complaints we've always had about baseball. Not always, but in recent years, which is you have a an off season with no deadline. Teams are dragging this out. It's not that exciting. We don't know when things are gonna happen, and things are happening way too much by the time a lot of this stuff happens. It's getting close to spring training, and we've already lost our adrenaline from the, the launching of the offseason. Well, this is a good offseason. This is the offseason where the conversation started early because you knew who were the top guys. The judge and the, and the shortstops and the smattering of pitchers and even a guy like Kodei Senga, you know, coming from Japan. Those guys, you knew that those guys were going to be of interest, and we were trying to figure out where they were going to go. And sure enough, they signed. Boom, 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 boom. They signed. So great. So now we can turn to trades. Now you still have all these teams still building. And by the way, you have teams building with money to spend. So if I'm going to give this offseason a grade, because I know that that's very important for the offseason, if I am going to give this offseason a grade for Major League Baseball, I am giving it a B plus in terms of interest and excitement and, and just getting people jacked up until we get to the Hall of Fame vote, at least. All right? That is, that is a good, good sign for baseball. And you know another thing that has really hit, really helped baseball? It is the baseball isn't boring. Cause, podcast, the works. We're going to keep it coming. All right, we're going to keep it coming. And we'll have different ways to break down the shortstop market. We'll have different ways to break down Carlos Correa's deal get some people out from San Francisco to, to talk about their approach talk we already had some like we've said before we already had somebody from the National League West on which has become the the craziest of crazy when it comes to the, 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 the the divisions in baseball and I guess maybe that's another conversation that we can have. So you have the National League West now and we just decided like the players the Giants have added. And we know the players that the Dodgers already have. And we know the players that the Padres already have and have added. So you have that division. You have a young Diamondbacks team, it's interesting. And then you have the Rockies. Maybe we'll talk about the Rockies. We do have a Rockies a very special Rockies correspondent, a celebrity Rockies correspondent, which we're gonna maybe talk to in, in the coming weeks. So you have that division. But which is the best division? You know, you can make the argument, well, let's look at the National League East. The Mets, they're spending as much as anyone. And then you have the Phillies. You have those two teams. And then you have the Braves. So you have those three teams. So, which is, I'm now, as I'm talking, like, now I'm really interested in this. Which is the best division? Because you have the National League East, you have the Braves, Phillies, and Mets. All right. And you're in the Nationals tomorrow. Okay. There's the soft underbelly. It's always good to be called the soft underbelly in, in baseball, right? Probably you don't want to put that in the bumper stickers in the campaigns. All right. But you have that. You have the Central. Solid, but not spectacular. I don't think the, the National League Central can compete with these other teams. Yeah. You have, you have, we'll see what the Cubs do. But Cardinals, Cubs, Brewers. Solid, but unspectacular. Then you have the West. Padres, Giants, Dodgers. Which is better? Which is the best? Which, which group would you want? In the Battle of Network Stars, which group would you want to go head to head with? You want to go, you want to take the Phillies, Mets, Phillies, Mets, and Braves? Or do you want to take the Dodgers, Padres, and Giants? Now, we haven't even gotten to the, uh, the American League. Okay. Here we go. National League West? Well, we know what the Rangers did. They got the Grom. They already paid the money last year. You have the Houston Astros, who, I don't know if you know this, they won the World Series, and they're a really good team, and they added Jose Abreu. So you have those two teams. You have the always intriguing Angels. You have the A's. So you have those teams. You have the Mariners. So let's take the top three there. I think that I think that you look at the Astros, you look at the Mariners, and you look at the Rangers. Okay, probably because the uncertainty of both the Mariners and Rangers, they don't match up with the other groups that we talked about. All right, that's fair. Okay, and once again, American League Central, Cleveland, you can't discount what they did. They're going to be a good team. See what the Twins do in terms of filling things out. If they if they actually able to get Swanson, maybe. Maybe that changes the conversation. The White Sox, they really haven't done a whole lot, but they're still a talented team. But still, I don't think matches up with the other team the other groups that we're talking about. Now! Now we get the American League East. Alright? The American League East. You have the Yankees, we know what they're about. We know uh, the Blue Jays, man, I mean once again, they just got another pitcher. Bassett, they're a really, really talented team. The Rays, you know, they're the magic of the Rays, they just they figure out a way. And I would love to say, well, you know, they're not up to the levels of the other teams, but they win. There you go. So they win. And who knows? I mean, it seems like the Rays will do something somewhere along the lines that will actually improve them. The Orioles, ooh. Man, out of nowhere, right? You can't, like... It's not like they're going around throwing around a lot of money, unless you count Franchi Cordero. But they're not going around a lot throwing around a lot of money, but you can't discount what they did in terms of last year winning and losing. Right? And then you have the Red Sox. The Red Sox, who everybody's waiting on when they will make their big move. They lose Bogart. They have the press conference on Tuesday for Kenley Jansen. I don't think anybody's going to say, well, that's going to put them over the top. And I don't think anyone's going to say, you know, that that the press conference for Kenley Jansen is going to be one of the most memorable Red Sox press conferences of all time. No, seems like a nice guy. Good to see his his family there. It was a fun little event. But still, you know, this this does, this does not send shivers down the spines, I think, of, of the other teams in the American League East. It's a nice little addition. It's fine. And they're going to have another one later in the week for an outfielder. But still, you know, the Red Sox have $60 million to go, and they have a lot of moves to make. I think they fall under sort of the, what are you going to do in the trade market? Because unless unless they come in and they make a move on Dansby Swanson, which at these rates, I don't see it happening. So that's the question. It's a good one. Who has the best division right now? Who has the best division? Oh, man I'm just thinking about it I, I you know in terms of the heavies whew, you know I, I I look at this like and everyone the, everyone wants to immediately jump to the west because obviously all the money being spent I can't I can't discount the National League east. I can't discount the grouping of the Mets, the Phillies and the Braves I can't I'm gonna think about that though. I'm going to think, and I want you to go to the at BB isn't boring Twitter account, at BB isn't boring Instagram account, and I want you to weigh. And we'll put this up, and then you can soak in this podcast. All right. Well, like I said, we got a lot of good stuff coming up. It's been a big week already. We've at Heim Bloom made a lot of news. Uh, Earlier to kick out of the gate, we obviously have our free agent correspondent. Uh, we, we taped that early, early in the week. You know, we predicted some things. We talked about some things, and then boom, some things happen. It's always good to talk about some free agents with Ed. Like I said, then we had Bloom, then we had Torrey Lovello, Torrey Lovello, who offered a a Lovello's awesome, man. Go listen to that. It's it's he's such an easy easy conversation to have, and it's also pertinent because they are they are the, they are the little engine that could in this in this division, which makes it even more pertinent after this Correa signing. So you have all that. He said, "We're taping new Phillies reliever Matt Strom coming up. He's always opinionated and great to talk to. And then we'll, we'll go from there. <clears throat> but thanks to everybody! Subscribe, leave a nice review, please, and listen. Baseball's and boring. We got big things coming up. T-shirts, go get them. We got hoodies coming up as well. Red hoodies, you're gonna like them a lot. Great Christmas gift, and of course, you're gonna want to buy." A Damn Near Perfect Game, Reclaiming America's Pastime, the book, co-authored by Joe Joseph Kelly and myself. All right, I appreciate everybody. Great conversations. Woo. I don't know if you know this,
0: baseball isn't boring. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive.